0: Listen to these passages from the Book of Psalms. Psalms twenty-seven, fourteen. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your cur- your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Chapter twenty-five, verse three. Indeed, none of those who wait for you will be ashamed. Verse five. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. Chapter 37, verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Verse 9 of that same chapter. For evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Verse 34. Wait for the Lord and keep His way. And He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. Chapter 39, verse 7. And now, Lord, what for what do I wait? My hope is in You. Chapter 52, verse 9. I will give You thanks forever, because You have done it, and I will wait on Your name, for it is good in the presence of Your godly ones. Psalms 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. Chapter 62, verse 5, My soul wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from Him. Chapter 69, verse 3, I am weary with my crying, my throat is parched, my eyes fail while I wait for my God. You, you get the sense that there is a theme through the entire book of Psalms on this subject of waiting on God? Yeah, I don't know that I can speak for you, but I can speak for me. It's hard to wait on God. Just recently, I was sitting at a restaurant, Cindy and I, and, and another couple from our church. It was a Sunday after church, and... We were there, the waiter had brought us our drinks, and then he disappeared. I mean, he really did disappear. I I don't know what happened to him. We were enjoying conversation with the other couple, and the conversation went on and on, to a point that we all four realized about at the same time, we've been forgotten. (laughs) Where's our waiter? And we're looking around. He's nowhere to be seen. And, and finally, uh, we got the attention of the person at the front desk. We waved our arm at him and, and motioned for them to come. And we got our menus from that person and gave our order to that person. The food came. I don't think we ever got our drink refilled through the whole morning. But it was interesting to me. The waiter showed back up about time it was tip time. <laughs> I wanted to give him a tip, but I refrained that kind of a tip. My wife's sweetness rubs off on me sometimes, and God's grace has uh, reminded me that I don't deserve His grace, and so I left a tip and, um, of money for that fellow, and, and I was just reminded that morning it's, it's, hard. it's hard to wait. I made a trip just this last week to St. Louis, picked my son up on uh, Monday, and we went to a Cardinal ball game that Monday evening. That's a very fun thing for us to do together. That game lasted a long time. It didn't get over until about 10.30, so I was looking at my uh, the timing and, and thinking, well, you know, we'll pull into his driveway north of Columbia about about 12.30 a.m. Tuesday morning. And, but what I wasn't counting on was the westbound traffic of I-70 was, I mean, it was plugged up. There was road construction during the nighttime hours and they had only one lane going west out of St. Louis. And you dismiss 42,000 plus people from a ball game and they're all wanting to go into that one lane. My 12.30 arrival time to Jonathan's house ended up being 2.30 a.m. that morning. It's hard to wait. But, you know, those are minor things. When you're thinking about traffic jams and and problems at restaurants, what if it's waiting for the diagnosis of a doctor? I mean, that's more serious. What if you're waiting and hoping and praying for a job? Or for a baby to come? Or for a prodigal child to come home. You know, in those kinds of circumstances, the waiting gets so much harder and the clock just seems to barely tick. And so we pray and we wait and we pray some more and we wait still longer and sometimes we wonder, why is it taking so long? And, and we wonder, where is God? And is He hearing us? And does He care? I want to assure you from Scripture that He is hearing your every word. He is very aware of your cries to Him. He does care about you and He is working His will. We just need to learn to wait on Him and trust Him. You remember last week we talked about trusting God. These two Subjects go hand in hand, trusting God and and waiting on God. Sometimes God's timetable is much different than our timetable, isn't it? Could I ask you to participate in the sermon today? Maybe you've seen it already in your bulletin. I am asking you, this one Sunday, most of the time we would ever say to you, "Now, don't be texting during the service, but today I'm asking you to text. I'm asking you to text us about something that you have waited on God for and how long you've waited and if indeed that prayer has been answered. Your prayer, your text may look something like this. Let's see that that one, Tim. About yeah. This this would actually be from Cindy and I. Cindy and I prayed to God that he would help her get pregnant 8 years later. Rebecca was born, praise the Lord. That's that's maybe what your text might look like. But you personalize it. We're asking you to help us this morning. and And I've got the number there on the screen for you. Your text needs to be very short, okay? needs to be no more than two sentences. If it's longer than that, we probably can't use it. And towards the end of the sermon time, we'll put up some of these texts and we'll be reminded from your experiences of how good God is. And if we wait on Him, we will not be disappointed. Now, I'd like to ask you if you'd sign your name to your text. You don't have to, but I'd like for you to do that because I think it would be an encouraging testimony to the rest of us. Now, I realize probably some of you have been waiting on God for a long, long time, and maybe you're still waiting on God. And and you can write that on your text too, and that's okay. That text may look something like this. And I've been praying and waiting for 15 years for my husband to start coming to church with me, and I'm still waiting, and I'm still praying and hoping. And you may or you may not want to sign your name to that text. Now, I've got another one. You probably should sign your name to this one. I've been praying for the right guy to come my way for three years. <laughs> A good advertisement here for you. <laughs> Free advertisement. Maybe that guy sitting across the auditorium and you don't even know it. Please help us today. I'll say it again. Waiting can be a very long time. My brother-in-law, Stan, has been without a job for nearly two years now and he's been praying and he's been trying to find work 2 weeks ago we, our whole family we were so encouraged he had got word that he was going to have an interview over the phone and we were so hopeful that this would be the job for him and we were praying to God that this would be the right job for him and then just a few days later he got the news that he didn't get the job you know waiting on God can be a very very hard Let me remind you, though, that if you are one who is waiting on God, you are in good company of others who have had to wait on God. You remember last week I told you how David was anointed by Samuel to be the next king over Israel. They had to bring him in from the the shepherd's field. He had been watching his father's sheep out there. Jesse didn't even invite him to come and be a part of this sacrifice that was being made by Samuel. And Samuel, was, you remember, was to be looking at, at, David, at Jesse's sons. And, and one of them was going to be the king. And, and so here comes David after finally that, that whole group had passed Samuel by. And none of them was, the, was God's choice for the next king. Samuel was reminded by God, don't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. And so, David is brought before Samuel and he's God's choice for the next king over Israel. He has a heart that is after God. And so Samuel anointed him upon God's instruction. But do you realize that it was 15 years before he actually ascended to the throne? Now let me mention to you, if you're one who likes to take notes, they're not going to be on the screen because Tim's doing these texts this morning. So if you want to take notes, you just got to be a good listener today. David waited 15 years before he ascended to the throne after he had been anointed. And, and for that 15 year period, he, it was not an easy time for David. He ran all over the countryside with Saul, chasing after him, trying to kill him. Waiting can be very hard. And so David writes to us in this book of Psalms about waiting on God. And we understand he's writing from his own experiences of learning to wait. Do you remember how long Joseph had to wait from the time that he was sold into Egypt as a slave until he saw his father's face again? Twenty-two years Joseph waited And it wasn't easy for him. It was not an easy ride. I mean, it was one problem after another that he endured. Waiting on God can be very, very hard. Samuel, Abraham, and Sarah, they waited 25 years to have a child after God had promised him that he would give them one. Now keep in mind, when he received that promise already, Abraham was 75 years old and sarah was 65 years old they'd probably been waiting for a number of years even at that point maybe what maybe 40 years they'd been waiting for a baby at that point maybe a little longer than that add another 25 years to it these people waited on the lord romans 4:19 says abraham was as good as dead when that baby was born Sarah's womb was dead, the scripture says. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. They waited and they waited and they waited. But God was faithful, He gave them the fulfillment of that promise. It can be so hard to wait on God. But that's what we must do. It's what we are commanded to do. And as we wait upon Him and He is faithful to us, we will not be disappointed. I like what Chelsea wrote online in response to an article that Rick Warren wrote on the subject of waiting on God. Let me quote to you. She says, Sometimes I get frustrated by this because I feel so helpless during the time." Times of waiting, But isn't that the point? It definitely drives me to the feet of Jesus. I don't think God intended us to just sit there and passively wait, but instead actively pursue Him through the times of waiting. We can still serve Him wholeheartedly while we wait. Unquote. Now there's a lot of truth to that. Of what she said. One, it's when we feel the most helpless and the weakest that God can do His greatest work in us and through us. It's when we feel empty uh, to a point of, I just, I can't fix this. It's out of my hands. That's when God can take over and He can fill us up with Himself and He can bring about His perfect will in our life. And note too, she said that we don't wait on God passively. Rather, we wait on Him actively. We pursue Him through the waiting. And we serve Him faithfully during our times of waiting. We continue to give ourselves to Him fully. We trust Him. We cry out to Him. And it's during those times that we are driven to our knees and we confess to Him that He is really all we have. Nothing else is secure except Him. I ran across this statement in one of the articles that I was reading in preparation for this sermon. I quote, We may not always understand why we have to wait, but the good news is that God never asks us to wait without Him. I like that. And it's so true. I mean, for my brother-in-law Stan, we may never know why this long stretch of time Without a job. But one thing he can be sure of, and one thing we as a family can be sure of, is that God is with us and he can say God is with me and there are so many evidences of that along the way and if we will think about that truth and concentrate on that truth that God is with me and you know there's still food on the table and he is still providing he is taking care of me he is sustaining me well that's encouraging And that's faith building. The times of waiting and trusting and clinging to Him are some of the greatest times of growth in our lives. We come to an understanding that we can't fix the problem, but He can, and so we draw near to Him. And what's He do At that point, what's He do? What's the Scripture say? When we draw near to Him, He draws near to us. And so during our times of waiting, we draw near to Him. And we cry out to Him. And we are humbled before Him. And we confess to Him our need. And He will draw near to us and He will be faithful to us in keeping His promises. He will not let go of us. He will not abandon us. He will provide for us. If we got everything we asked for right when we asked for it, wouldn't we be pretty spoiled people? Kind of like the little child that would get everything from his mother or father at the time that he asked for it, that's a pretty spoiled child. And so God doesn't just give to us on a silver platter everything that we ask for right when we ask for it. He is not our puppet on a string. He knows best and so sometimes He prefers, He chooses that we wait. And maybe he'll eventually give to us what we asked for. Maybe he has something else in mind. Maybe he has something better in mind for us. You remember the text that I put up there about Cindy and I praying for eight years? For a baby, what that text didn't say, and you that know us well, and you've been here for a while, you know the in-between stuff, but let me share with you who who are new. There there were some things that God had in mind for us during that eight-year period that we had no idea about. Such as a little adopted baby named Jonathan, and a little adopted baby Named Abby. And over that period of time. We realized God's plan is so much different than our plan. And his plan, you know, was better than our plan. And I'm just glad we submitted to his plan. He unveiled it to us as time went on. As we were being faithful to him. The plan was unveiled to us. And that can be true for any person. As we go along life's journey, as we are faithful to Him, as we are waiting on Him, His plan will be revealed as we go through the plan sometimes. And oftentimes His plan, it's just way better than what our plan started out to be. I'd be interested. Tim, do we have some text? Okay. (laughs) If you didn't hear that, Bob Hiron says, I'm waiting on God to teach me how to text. (laughs) You know, God does work miracles. (laughs) <laughs> you got him, Tim? Okay, let's see. This is from Brett and Cassidy Russell. I prayed for 10 days for Hunter to get well enough to come home from the NICU. Praise the Lord God answered. Amen? And when you have a baby, and we know this from experience too, when you have a baby in ICU and his or her life is on the line, 10 days is a long long time. Thank you, Brent and Cassidy. Another from Mar- Marcy Reynolds. I've I've prayed 25 years for someone to turn to God. Oh my, still waiting, still believing. Thank you, Marcy, for your faith. And sometimes that's the way it is, isn't it? I mean, it's not like Always God answers our prayer. Sometimes it's just we, we're, we're faithful. We're praying, God, please save that person. And 25 years later, we're still praying the same prayer, but we're still believing. And we understand that God's timing is different than our timing I've got a story here in a little bit. I'll tell you, Marcy, on that. It'll greatly encourage you. Here's one uh, not signed. I pray for years for God to help me find peace amongst the chaos and negative drama that consumes my family. Praise the Lord, I found it. Amen? Praise God for that. I mean, God is good. And He can take a chaotic situation, a, a storm, and He can... Bring peace to our lives. Thank you for whoever shared that. Matt says, waiting on Jesus' return. Amen. And you know, Paul was waiting on Jesus' return. He thought it was imminent. And down through the ages, the church has been waiting on Jesus' return. And in fact, just because of time's sake, I didn't, I didn't touch this in, in the sermon topic today, but all through Scripture... The saints are waiting on Jesus' return. And we are not to be waiting passively. We're not just sitting in our easy chair and, Come, Lord Jesus. No, we are being faithful. We are serving Him wholeheartedly. We are witnessing and we are giving and we are, are loving and we are looking for people to, to be an influence on. And we are growing. We are waiting with an active spirit about us. Any others? Okay. We have waited several years for a baby, still waiting, Anthony and Dawn. And we we need to pray for them. They have been waiting for years. And they're they're waiting faithfully. They're waiting actively. They are Trusting God. And we need to ask God for a miracle for Anthony and Dawn. And Andy and Danny. Here, here's one. We waited three and a half years for God to bless us with a baby. And in July, we found out we were expecting. Praise God for that. And we rejoice with the Norrises. You'll be good parents too. Let's, let's look at another one. Kenny says, prayed for my dad's salvation for 80 years. (laughs) He accepted Christ weeks before he died. Amen. That's that's faithfulness. Praying, praying, and praying that, that, that he would come to Christ. Thank you for sharing those. Okay, so what we're going to do, what we're going to do, either we'll put this in a newsletter form or an insert, and we'll, we're going to put all of these before you over the next week and so that you can see these. These are encouraging, aren't they? And they are also calling to our attention uh, some things we need to be praying about. You know, whether it's Marcy's request or Don's request, that they're waiting, still waiting. Some of you have had to wait for a long, long time. One thing is sure, and that's sure waiting. God is faithful. And we will not have to wait alone. And He will work His will out in His time, and it will be right. we just got to believe that. Now, that doesn't mean that we'll all always agree, that we'll always understand it, but we've got to believe that His will is going to be worked out in the end. And along the way, it's being worked out. And so let's stay faithful to Him. Let's trust Him. Let's grow deeper in Him. Here's another quote for you about this. Uh, God is is just as interested in the journey as He is in the destination. Isn't that true? He's just as interested in the journey as he is in the destination. The journey is often our waiting time. We need to be faithful to him throughout our waiting time. Some of you maybe have heard of the name George Mueller. He lived in the 1800's in England and was most known for his strong faith and his prayer life, and for his raising up children in orphanages. He, he, was, uh, he would teach the children about Jesus as he raised them. And by May of 1870, Mueller had five orphanages housing 1,722 kids. And he made it a habit of never asking people for food or money. He just prayed for God to provide, and God always did. I want to read to you one of the the most famous stories about George Mueller. I've I've seen this in multiple sources. I found it actually on a website called Christianity.com as it told about George Mueller's life. Let me read it to you. I quote, The children are dressed and ready for school, but there's no food for them to eat, the house mother of the orphanage informed George Mueller. George asked her to take the 300 children into the dining room and have them sit at the tables. He thanked God for the food and waited. George knew God would provide food for the children as he always did. Within minutes... A baker knocked on the door. Mr. Mueller, he said, last night I could not sleep. Somehow I knew that you would need bread this morning. I got up and baked three batches for you. I will bring it in. Soon there was another knock at the door. It was the milkman. His cart had broken down in front of the orphanage. The milk would spoil by the time the wheel was fixed. He asked George if he could use some free milk. George smiled as the milkman brought in ten large cans of milk. It was just enough for the 300 thirsty children. <laughs> I mean, there's story, story after story after story like that about George Mueller and his kids. Rick Warren said this in an article that I read just this morning. God is never in a hurry, but He is always on time. But I I do have to tell you, not all of George Mueller's prayers were answered that fast. I mean, some of them were, as in that case, but there were others that he prayed and he had to wait a long time. George Mueller had five friends that he prayed for them to come to Jesus. And he vowed to God that he would pray every day for those five friends until they came to Christ. The first friend came to Christ after five years of praying every day. The second and the third friend came to Jesus after ten years of praying. The fourth friend made his decision for Jesus after 35 years of George praying to Jesus every day for, for him. And the fifth friend came to faith 52 years later, just weeks after George Mueller passed away. You see, he knew what it was like to pray and have God answer prayer immediately, but he also knew what it was like to wait on God. And as he waited on God, he was faithful to God. In his praying, in his living, in his trusting. And so, whatever it is that you're waiting upon God for now, be faithful to him. Hold on to him. Trust him. And God's promise is, you will not be disappointed. Let's pray. Thank you for your faithfulness, dear Father. Thank you for your being on time. And sometimes that's completely different than our timing. And sometimes we just shake our head and we don't understand. And our hearts hurt. And I can't imagine Abraham and Sarah... Waiting so long. But you fulfilled that promise because you do, you always do. And so we entrust to you our prayers, our desires aching of our hearts, we cry out to you, God, for souls, for babies to be born, for healing. For prodigal children to come home to you, for marriages to be put back together, for jobs. We trust in Matthew 6 that says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. And we know that's talking about our needs. Not our wants. We trust you for our needs. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's all stand.